If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. I have a solo episode for you. If you have listened to the show at all, you know I obviously talk a lot about the no contact rule. I have done a lot of episodes on it. I have done just a general, what is the no contact rule? We've talked about why you're probably afraid of the no contact rule, what happens if you break the no contact rule. But something that I haven't specifically covered that I've gotten a lot of requests for is what happens when your ex contacts you, which I do think is a really important thing to talk about and to, I guess, give you some preparation and some background on in case that does ever happen to you and how how it can be handled. The very first thing that I want to say, and I think this is probably the most important thing, if you never hear from your ex, that tells me absolutely nothing about your worth, your character, how good of a partner you were within the relationship. I'm always hesitant when I talk specifically about what happens when an ex contacts you because I know there are a lot of you out there who would love to need to listen to this episode because you hope that it does happen to you where you do hear from your ex. But I want to tell you it's far more common to not hear from your ex in my experience. And it's also, I'd say most of the time, if it does happen, it's not necessarily a good thing. I've hosted surveys on my Instagram stories before where I have asked, have you heard from your ex? And majority of people haven't. But when they have, I ask, was it helpful or was it hurtful? And a majority of people will say that it was actually hurtful to their healing experience and they wish that they hadn't heard from them in the first place. So I think that's a really important dis- disclaimer to to get out of the way because I don't want anyone feeling less than because they haven't had to deal with an ex reaching out to them. I've also, I mean, I will be very frank with people. I think the most respectful thing an ex can do after ending a relationship is leave the other person alone. I have an episode on how to best break up with someone, and that is very much what I say. I say, leave them alone. Do not contact them. Even if you are wondering how they're doing or you want to check in on them, it's much better if you can just give them space and leave them be. Now, the next kind of preparation thing that I need to say is it's great to listen 
to an episode like this to have some just some tools in the back of your mind in case you do hear from your ex. However, I think a lot of people spend way, way, way too much time thinking about what they will do if they hear from their ex. If they say this, this is what I'll say back. What if they tell me this? What if they don't say this? We spend so much time thinking about the what ifs you are going to hear from them. It's the same thing with like, What happens if I run into them and then you spend months and months and months thinking about it and then years go by and you never see your ex? So I just want to make sure that you can, again, have the tools in mind if you do hear from them, but I don't want you to spend too much time thinking of situations in which you might hear from them or might not hear from them because this can become a very obsessive thinking pattern. This can be very distracting to the healing process. And if we're looking at where we're putting our energy after going through a breakup, this is one of those scenarios where you're very much putting your energy into your ex instead of putting your energy into moving on. If you are someone who is constantly checking your phone to see if you have heard from your ex or I know I hear this a lot from people who utilize WhatsApp. If you're like constantly looking at your ex's contact on WhatsApp to see if they're active, it's you are probably a perfect candidate for someone to, first of all, definitely practice the no contact rule. But second of all, it might be best in this scenario to block your ex. Again, not because your ex did something incredibly wrong. Maybe they did, but they don't have to to have been blocked. I think for a lot of people, the anxiety of potentially hearing from their ex can be so debilitating and so distracting that it interferes with your day on a very regular basis. If you're at work and your phone rings or anytime you get a text, anytime you like hear a phone notification go off, your heart like skips a beat. It can be very, I think, dysregulating to your nervous system. Again, it puts you, I believe, in a pretty constant state of anxiety. So Blocking is a great option in that way because it does take that option of hearing from them off the table. I also recommend this to people who are really anxious of whether or not they're going to hear from their ex on a particular day. Maybe that's your birthday. You can just block them for that day. That way you know you're not going to hear from them. Yes, you'll probably there'll be like some sadness and disappointment when it comes to that, but I think that's better than the unknown and the anxiety of if am I going to hear from them or not. So those are my big I'd say like prep disclaimer kind of a things when it comes to what happens if you do hear from your ex. Now I want to get into, let's say this actually does happen. Like the first question I tend to get is, if I do hear from my ex, is that breaking no contact? No, I would not say that breaks no contact. If you're initiating conversation, that's breaking no contact. But if you are hearing from your ex, that you know that's not something that you did on purpose. That honestly is completely out of your control. So I wouldn't say that is breaking no contact. And I'd say there's probably like three different categories of communication that you would get from your ex. The first one's like logistics. If your ex is messaging you saying, hey, I have your gym bag here at my house. What do you want me to do with it? Something like that, or what do you want to do about the cable, or I don't know, any of those logistical things that you might be dealing with post-breakup. And honestly, in these logistical kind of circumstances, I still wouldn't necessarily call it breaking no contact if you replied, let's use the gym bag example. 
if you replied and said, can you please leave it outside your front porch? I'll come by and grab it tomorrow or something like that. Or I'm going to send Allison to go get it for me and just ending it there. I actually think that's like completely fine. In some ways, it's I think that's better than having that hanging over your head of like, okay, they have my gym bag. Are they going to ask me about it again? Should I just go get it? Should I just abandon it? I think it's better to just like close that loop and be able to energetically move on from that. So I wouldn't necessarily call that breaking no contact. And that's like a very normal thing that everyone is going to go through after a breakup or dealing with the loose ends of breaking up a relationship. The second form of communication that I'd say that you're going to encounter is an ex reaching out more just like acting like nothing's wrong or that nothing really happened. This could be a, hey, how are you? I've been thinking about you. Just wanted to, you know, reach out and see how you're doing. This is not something that I would get into with an ex because it's not, again, like I've said this on my Instagram before, but the only way that I know an ex wants to get back together with you is if they say they want to get back together with you. So just them reaching out saying, how are you? It's very mixed messages. It's going to impact your healing. It's going to impact your anxiety. It's going to set you back. So I wouldn't engage with that. I think you could either if you have already had a pretty explicit discussion of going no contact, you could reinforce that and say, we had an agreement that we weren't going to be in communication. These messages are very hard for me to receive. I'm going to ask that you stop texting me in this way. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
if this has been your ex has been a repeat offender in terms of breaking boundaries, then you could either reinforce it one more time and say, if you can't respect this boundary, I'm going to have to block you. Or you could just move and block them from there. When an ex asks, how are you? It's always kind of funny to me because I think if we were to answer that question honestly, if an ex said, hey, how are you? I would say, I'm miserable. I'm in so much pain. I feel depressed. I haven't been sleeping. I haven't been eating. Thanks to, you know, you breaking up our relationship, how are you doing? And that's obviously you're probably not going to say that. So anything that you do say is going to not be honest, not be authentic. So it's just it's not a conversation worth getting into. You guys have broken up. Any conversation that you get into is only going to continue to just talk about the breakup over and over again and how painful it is and how sad it is and how much you miss them. Or it's going to move into reminiscing and feeling that connection again. And then you're going to have to come to terms with the breakup all over again anyway. So I really don't see if there's any kind of win from that scenario. I don't think it's going to make you feel good at all. It will make you feel good in the moment. Don't get me wrong. It will feel good to see your ex's name come up on your phone and to have them check in on you. But in the hours, days, weeks following, it's not going to feel good. I can really well guarantee that. The third form of communication that actually the morning that I'm recording this, I, I got a DM that really sparked this episode and someone said that their ex asked to get together and just asked to get dinner. And the person asked, what should I do? I don't think it's a good idea because I don't think they necessarily want anything more. I think they just want to catch up and get dinner. And so this is the kind of communication that is pretty explicitly like leading you in one direction, whether that's they want to just get together and talk or they want to just hang out. So the text of like getting back together or setting up a specific phone call, I think this is the most, can be the most impactful on your emotions, on your healing. And it's funny, there's a lot of times where I'm accused of saying that I don't think exes should get back together. I've honestly never said that. I've been very explicit about the conditions I think that need to be met in order to get back together. And I think most people do not meet those different like I don't think they meet those standards but I also know that a lot of you listening to this do hope that you and your ex get back together and I don't think that's unhealthy I think that's very normal so I'm not gonna say if you hear from your ex and they say hey can we get dinner and talk I think it's pretty unrealistic for me to tell you to just ignore that If you can, that's great. If you're at the point where you know your ex wasn't good for you and you know that you want to move on, that's awesome. And I'd say you never have an obligation to answer your ex, in my opinion, unless you are co-parenting and are talking about kids. Otherwise, I don't think there's any obligation to reply to a text, to call someone back. I stand very firm on that. I think that's a very hard boundary that you're allowed to take. But... I know there's a lot of you that the curiosity of that would be way too painful to let go of. 
And I know it's something that you would think about for days, months, and it could be something that really messes with your ability to heal because you could keep thinking, what if I replied to that text? What if they did want to get back together? What if I missed my chance? So here's what I think is a good alternative. I don't think you should automatically just go have dinner with them. I don't think that's a good idea. I think that would be really painful. I think it would be really hard to not just fall back into the relationship roles that you have with this person. And, you know, it'd be way too easy for one thing to lead to another and you guys to kiss after dinner and then someone stays the night at someone else's place and then it just gets really complicated from there. So here's what I think you could do if you got a text that said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm free this weekend. I wanted to see if you wanted to get dinner. This is a text that I think you could send back. Thanks for reaching out. I would like to ask what your intention is with this dinner. I'm still having a hard time, which you can say you're having a hard time. I know a lot of people are afraid to, I don't know, like let their ex know that they're struggling. Your ex knows you're struggling, I think, if they break up with you. So it's totally okay to say that you're still struggling. I'm still struggling. And I don't think it would be a good idea for us to just get together. What is your intention in this dinner? And you can totally ask that. If they get defensive and stuff, then... I'd say that's your answer. Like, that is not a healthy situation to put yourself into. If they say, oh, you know, my intention was I just wanted to see you. I've been missing you and thinking about you. And so I thought it would just be nice for us to catch up. Not a healthy situation to put yourself into. If they say, you know, I've been I've been going to therapy. I've been thinking a lot about the breakup. I just wanted to, you know, talk about the potential of getting back together, I feel like I made a big mistake and would really like to reconsider this whole thing, then you can make your decision based on that. But it is completely within your rights to ask what someone's intention is for your time, for your time, for your emotional well-being, for your sanity. Those are all things that should be very well protected and you should not give every anyone access to that if they don't deserve it. So that's what I would say if you do hear from your ex asking to get together, to get dinner, to even like schedule a conversation over the phone, whatever that looks like. The other thing that I wanted to make sure that I added was I want to really do a better job moving forward of making sure that I'm also addressing people that did end the relationship. So I think when people are the ones who ended the relationship, they really feel an obligation to hear the other person out with texts and phone calls. And if you do get a message from your ex that you broke up with, you also have every right to set boundaries, to not reply, to ask intentions. I think there's like this level of guilt that some people carry when they ended the relationship. So they feel like they need to make up for that amount of guilt. That's not your guilt to have to carry. Yes, of course, you don't feel good about having to end their relationship. But that also doesn't mean that you should put you and your ex in a worse off position because you don't think you're allowed to set a boundary. So that's another thing that I will say. And again, like if you are someone who has reached out to your ex and they haven't replied, I know it can be hurtful. 
or if they, you know, reply back super cold asking you not to contact them. I know that can come off as cold, but ultimately I do think it's better for both people when someone says, why did my ex block me? I will say it could be for various of reasons, but in the long run, I think it really is a blessing. So there you have it. That is how I would personally deal with an ex reaching out. You can hear it out. You can protect your boundaries. You can protect your space. I think this is an important time to bring in the quote of you teach people how to treat you. So someone will say like, why does my ex always so hot and cold with me? And I will tell them it's because you're allowing them that access to be hot and cold with you. The best way to deal with that is I always say like to turn off the faucet basically to set a boundary to keep them from having access to you. And if you do hear from your ex, it can be, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think very few instances it means that they actually want to pursue getting back together. Most of the time it just means that they happen to be thinking about you, which exes do all the time. And they, you know, just happen to send a text when they were thinking about you. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they want to get back together. I think it's way too easy to take any kind of communication from an ex and turn it into, oh, they might want to get back together when that's, I think that should never be assumed to be the case unless it's very explicitly said that I want to talk about getting back together. That is the only time that you should make any kind of assumption. And even then you should proceed with caution. So You do teach people how to treat you. If your ex is not being respectful to you, you have to set a boundary. You have to stop giving them access to your energy like that because it's not going to allow you to be able to move on. So I hope that none of you have to deal with that disrespectful ex being in your life, but just know that you don't deserve to have that kind of treatment, I would say. And also remember, if you never hear from your ex, that's okay too. That's still me. I still think you are an incredible person. I still think you're enough that it doesn't make someone better because they have an ex that keeps reaching out. I think that's something that a lot of people don't actually like having to deal with. So I will see you guys back here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.